listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'll tell you who's with us in a minute. But you can text the show on 81215. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the good old reliable Absolute Radio website. So, I haven't done this for a while. <laughs> the cockerel has returned from his back to back two week holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. He's got a beard. Well, I've been in trouble this morning with you because I was saying how nice he looked. I thought it was borderline sexual harassment at work. <laughs> and you said, how would you feel if I did that? And I said, I'd love it. Yeah, but because you, you, you and Daisy, the producer, and Daisy, the producer, is a woman, um, <laughs> were saying, oh, Cockrell's looking really good. Wow, I like the tan. I thought, oh, whoa, for goodness sake. You know, people, the, the suffragettes fought to put a stop to that kind mm. of thing. Bit jealous. I think that's what. Did they fight for that? A little bit jealous. I can't remember what the suffragettes fought for now, but um, took a few racehorses down with them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he has come back, and he's got a big beard. Morning. That's a mistake, isn't it? Yes, thanks. No, but you've got a bit of a tan, and I think you'll find when that beard comes off, you're going to have a face like a Cornish Mivy. Well, which is an ice cream. Yeah. I don't. Two, t- two tones. I don't anticipate the beard coming off ever. It's oh, really? here to stay. You look lovely, Cockerell. You look See, like I'm not sure it's you. I think it could be like the return of Martin Gere when the village <laughs> the villagers aren't certain if it's him or not. Um, and uh, may I just say that I uh, I didn't have two consecutive two week holidays. <laughs> I had you a did? one. I didn't. I had a one week holiday, a break, and then another one week holiday. But they both. Departed on Saturdays and returned on Saturdays. Right, we're not the we're not the HR department. No, but the thing is, I'm the HR department. (laughs) And can I say the idea that someone thinks it's all right to have a week's holiday and then a week and then a two weeks holiday? I still find bizarre. No, it was a it was two one week holidays separated by one week at home. It's it's like your holidays of they're like. Can breakfast I, cereal, they've settled into one small section. They're all happening people, at the same time. Holidays, I've realised, are, are a bit like sick days. People judge you if they come too close together. They, they yes, get a bit, yes, they, they do, Sarah Ferguson. Sconce. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, My manager never used to take holidays, and now they, he's known as Johnny Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's always there somewhere. He was in, he was in Australia I, for about eight weeks. Every time I phone him, I get beep, beep, beep instead of brr, brr. You know, that, oh, you know, yeah. when you know they're abroad. I know that, oh, thanks. Nice. Yeah. Well, I heard last week's show. I listened to it on uh, on the um, internet. On the, the internet? The internet, <laughs> yeah. Let me write that. Is that a capital I? It can be, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I think it has to be. I listened to it uh, whilst tidying my bedroom. I made a real feature of it. I thought, I'm going to tidy my bedroom and listen to the radio show. How old are you? 14? <laughs> exactly. Hold exactly. on, I thought you were on holiday. No, this is when I got back last... Uh, I think I did it. Sunday or Monday, whatever oh, it was, okay. oh. and I heard you say the cockerel's gone on two consecutive <laughs> two-week holidays, and I thought well, it's a good job I'm back. Otherwise, he's just told everyone that you know people might listen and go, "I think that guy lives around the corner from me. I could burgle him now." Oh, I see. And thought of that. Thankfully, oh. I've been back. I think uh, you're so possession conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really materialistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that guy lives around the corner from me. Dream on. <laughs> Some people do know where I live. Do they? Yeah. Okay. But I don't think there's any house crime in Manchester. It's fine. No, I've never heard of any. No. Um, Well, anyway, it's great to have you back. Thanks very much. And you do look great. I'm going to join in a little bit now. Hey, steady on. He looks like a disciple. This is harassment. (laughs) 
He looks like a disciple, Frank. <laughs> he looks like a Scandinavian centre back. <laughs> oh, it's what he looks well, like. Well, you know, Olaf Melberg is the look I covet. I get beard envy of his. Yeah, I think you've, you you could be um, yes. Olaf. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm desperate for. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll carry on. So, um, look, I, can I tell you something about um, my my baby? Uh, I say baby, 15 months. I think he's officially a toddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he had his first experience uh, this week of... Um, why are you itching, Frank? <laughs> I'm thinking about... You'll know when I okay. tell you the story. You'll know why I'm scratching sort of nervously. He, 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 he hands you things. Uh, actually, I've got Bozzy's theme tune here somewhere. Let me just... Um, oh, I can never find anything on here Never mind. Daisy always puts them in the wrong place. And then what is me struggle to find them with her arms folded in a kind of a... Come on, then, find it. Anyway, don't do it now. It's too late. So, um... <laughs> yeah, right, he passes right, me evidence. things all the time. Passes me bits off the carpet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he picks something up and he went... <gasps> in the biggest, highest pit scream. And uh, it was a, it was a, a wasp. <gasps> But it was a dead wasp. So I meant, although my child was screaming in pain, I discovered that a dead wasp can still sting you, which I didn't know. Oh, how did he? He got stung, did he? Because I think when I've seen a wasp sting, they do a sort of a... um, a sort of lambada thing around the waist area <laughs> that, that I thought was sort of pumping it out. It's almost yeah. twerking. Yeah, they do. They do a bit of, um, of poison twerking. And, but apparently they can do it. The wasp is so evil... As a creature that even after death it will take time out to, to sting a small child. Wow, that's evil, isn't it? Yeah. So if anyone knows about wasps, plenty of our readers, um, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by yeah. this. They sting after death. They will kill again. <laughs> and the bee, of course, stings and then dies. Yeah. The wasp dies and then stings. <laughs> Slightly ironic that he's called Boz as well, I thought. I wonder if I'd brought it on myself. Yeah. Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Frank, John in Birmingham has texted us. John in Birmingham. Is the cockerel's beard as distinguished as Paxman's? Um, It's a bit more... um, More biblical, I'd say. Yeah, a a slightly more Desert Island type of (laughs) look. I think Paxman had styled his a little, hadn't they? Yeah. I think Paxman, a man who who styles... um, but in a way that doesn't look as if he's styled. Yeah. I imagine he's a man who has an enormous collection of product in the bathroom, mm. but it's all the sort that makes him look like he doesn't use product. Really? Whereas um, you have... Yeah, you have, I'm the other way around. You, well, you, are, you look like something from a Norse legend. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've not seen Paxman's beard, but I'll... I'll well, that's because you've had back-to-back two-week holidays. So the rumour goes, yeah. Yeah, there's a, did you, did you, was you aware of Miley Cyrus's twerk? When we said twerk, and you know what he was talking about? I refused to Google it in case all sorts of stuff came up. On no, it's, it's not as exciting as you might think. Oh, really? Oh, OK. Well, I like not knowing things. <laughs> oh, you come to the right place. See, it's great you can wink on radio and nobody, uh, nobody knows. I love that. <laughs> To, um, I um, I sent out for fish and chips this week. What? To a fish and chip restaurant rather than the... Uh, oh, did you? It's always an odd thing, isn't it? That on the great level of eating out, there's things that um, posh restaurants do, you know, well, mm. and there's things that they don't do as well as very, very cheap rubbish restaurants. Mm. 
like fish and chips being an obvious example. If yeah. you get fish and chips at the Ivy, which is like one of the the, the, the top restaurants in London, they're not going to be as nice as fish and chips at that chip shop around the corner, which mm-hmm. is amazing, really. Tea is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we sent her, and, and I, know, I looked at the, the... There's a great range of prices of the fish on the menu. So, like, halibut mm-hmm. was about four quid more than cod. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I thought, well, there's a con it, because fish, I would say, basically, fish tastes like fish. Right. Every fish. <laughs> All taste the same, you <laughs> mean? They, they taste like... They taste like fish, don't they? There is a fish taste that every fish tastes like. Yeah. So the whole idea of dressing up that some are more expensive than others. We're going to use the word fish a bit more, because I don't think you said fish quite enough. No, but it is. It's, uh, it, it, I can say a fish, can't I? You I, I, certainly can. Silly, that's not in the Yeah, but you have, to, you have to pay fish from Marillion every time you do it. OK, fair enough. But I don't... I, it's a con, that. That's like saying we're going to sell some potatoes the same size. Some of them are four quid, some of them are nine quid. What con is so-called fishes? <laughs> it is, though. I've, I'm eating quite a lot of fish just lately. Oh, uh, lovely. It's, it's a bit of a... Uh, I, I, t- I thought I'd try it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I've even gone... Something I've never done in my life. I've gone... Um, you know, they go off-piste. I've gone off-fillet. I've, I've actually gone to the... the you know, the, pro- the boned fish. Yeah. Oh, Horrible no. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably hard work Why eating a bone. Why did you do that? I've done this before. No, but I like that because it's it like, you, yeah. you eat a bit less. Right, yeah. You do, but, you know, fish is not... It doesn't taste nice enough to warrant that kind of work. It's that sort of... It's like, if you can imagine eating papier-mâché out of a sewing kit. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. that. So you're eating something that's not that nice with the occasional <laughs> terrible pain sometimes in sticking in you. Or the thing, you know that you get a bone in your, you're chewing fish and you get a bone in your oh, mouth. I and hate you think, that. I've got a bone in my mouth. But then you can't find it in your mouth. Yeah. You can lose something in your own mouth. And you think, that's definitely, because I felt it just for a second. Oh, those little but needle it, ones, Frank. But I now won't it's have gone. Them. Well, nearly killed the Queen Mother, of course. Well, I know. Of course, that could have been an assassination attempt. We'll never know that. So many uh, rumours about the royals. Um, but, yeah, it's a dangerous business. Fish, yeah. I am damned if I'm going to pay more for one than I am for another one. They all taste the same. Do you eat the batter? Oh, God, eat the batter. Oh, I never do. I'd happily just have the batter. Oh, well, they'll sell you that in some fish and chip shops. They'll sell you just bits. Yeah, bits they'll sell you, but they won't sell you like... You know, you know they get the big batter on it. They won't sell you that yeah. like, a, like a lovely... That'd be good if they peeled I love it, it when sold the... it to you and oh, then sold like... someone else the fish. It'd be like a lovely <laughs> lion skin rug, wouldn't it? be the equivalent of a lion skin rug. Sort of fish skin rug that you've took the fish out of. Nice. And yeah. then you can have it sprawled some out. Some of the batter's so big, Frank. It's like a big shoe. <laughs> yeah, but that, that'll be great. That's why you can have it as a rug at home. Yeah. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was walking down the high street. Now, I was walking through Camden Town. Oh. Get you. Very, I, how very I, Russell Brand of you. North, that's a North London thing. And a man came up to me and said, oh, Cheer up. And and went on. And I always think it's quite... Uh, it's happened to me a few times. I always think of saying, my parents have died. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, 
Which, um, not put a date on it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but just because I think it's very courageous to say to someone, cheer yeah. up, because I they could have had all sorts of yeah. terrible news. He didn't say, it might never happen. Oh, no, he didn't awful. say that. No, that would have upset me. Yeah. Because, let's face it, <laughs> it might never happen. <laughs> Are you talking about my role in Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and... and uh, and also, I, I once someone did it to me once, and I said, "Look, if I went around with a broad grin on my face, it, it, people would say that I'm so Frank Skinner. I think he's mentally ill." <laughs> <laughs> so where, where where do you people don't walk around smiling? Do they? What what can you do no. about it? I just think it's. It, I mean, I think the bloke was sort of being a bit, you know, yeah, a bit you and me old son, a bit friendly. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, I wouldn't dare do it. I've seen two different people crying in the street over the last two weeks. Did you, you? use it at all? Did you think, oh, no. I'll do that cheer-up trick? No, I didn't. I did think I'm going to have to stop using this Kung Fu style. <laughs> <laughs> people don't laugh about it as much as they used to. The shuriken throwing star. Oh, oh, he Kung knows Fu. all the lingo because he does his um, well. I don't know if ours, I, I don't know if ours was shuriken because we used to. There used to be a bloke who made them in his dinner hour at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he got a bit of sheet metal, <laughs> and he, he, used, he, used, he used to make them and stuff. And uh, you know, he used to try and uh, sort of mock Oriental engravings on them. Oh yeah, and that never looked quite right. Yeah, right. I like him. Though. I like the sound of him. Yeah, he used to bang them out. I think, <laughs> <laughs> it's a charge of like at 50 pence or something. Oh, brilliant. Oh. For a Kung Fu steak again. I, I think he did a constellation for a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Some it's, see, I work. find the cheer up love. I mean, as, a, as the lady mm. at the Triumvirate, I do get that a lot as a review. It's not really a review, it's a question, but it's not really, is it? It's just a bit filthy creep. But you see, I find I play well to the white van man. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? They're my demographic. Oh, wait, are you like um, when Ricky Gervais used to go downstairs <laughs> yeah. on the office? Are you like that? Do you know what I've worked out? What it is, Frank? Because I've got, I call it a pronounced silhouette. Yes. I think it looks good at high speed and they can see it. <laughs> All right. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yes, I can see that that would, uh, that would work. Yes. But they always say cheer up, love. <laughs> I, want, I had a I had a boy who didn't look unlike Harry Styles, really and he wow. said, um, "Oh, it's one of those middle class yummy mummies." Brilliant. And I like being middle class. Well, and yummy, of course. Yeah. I um, it's amazing that they haven't started calling him Nobby Styles, isn't it? <laughs> it's so perfect; everything works. But still, um, well, I'd like to know what our readers have had people say to them in the street. Just a stranger saying something mm-hmm. like that. Mm. I mean, it's a bit different with me, I suppose, because you know, people might they might recognise me. I know, I know all over the nation now listening. People are going, "No, I don't think they would." <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I, that's brave. Cheer up! Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, you were talking about uh, things that people have said as they were passing by. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've had one last week, but previously um and i think i may have told you this before mm. but i'm not sure a mate of mine was juggling in a park uh i can juggle three balls and he was showing me a particular trick right so as he's showing me i think maybe that i drama school it. three years was not <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> so uh, i dropped this ball at the exact it was easter weekend i remember it very vividly huh? uh, and two people walked past who were uh, holding bibles and as i dropped the ball one of them went 
the Lord won't drop you like you dropped that ball. <laughs> and then walked off. That was... Which is a very rare time that being zinged and having the Lord promoted in, yes. in the same sentence. It's quite a nice thing to say, though, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. It felt a bit like they were that's going, you're bad... rubbish at juggling yeah. and we're religious. That's, that's what it felt no, like. but they were saying that you were going to be forgiven for being rubbish Can at juggling. Can I juggling. say, <laughs> I respect what opportunists they are as they well. Were. I mean, it was pretty quick thinking. In like Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they've only got that one line and they've just been waiting all their life to use it. <laughs> they just... They just Haunt jugglers yeah. hanging around waiting for that I mean, moment what, to go what down. What else could be the explanation? Unless they are really thick, great, quick thinking. You're right. Yeah, yeah. it's probably that. Image. I know what you're thinking. If they're religious, they can't possibly be quick thinking. Am I'm I not right? Thinking oh, you're thinking no. exactly that. How would I even get out? I couldn't do that. And then last week, I was uh, I was on a bike ride with some other chaps. Um, oh, was what, on, what chapter? Oh, what, what number holiday was this? This was not holiday number two. Okay. Um, Frank, who are these chaps? He's well, on this bike ride. Well, with. I think he means those leather chaps, not <laughs> yeah. the homosexuals. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're not <laughs> ideal for bike, they're not ideal for bike riding. My um, <laughs> I must say, they're quite the reverse. My mate Noel is, um, is a mammal. You know the middle-aged men in Lycra that the media have dubbed <laughs> I'm glad it. you that. My mate <laughs> Noel is a mammal. That did confuse me. He's a mammal. Oh, okay. That's what they call them. You know oh. these sort of 30, 40 in that are into cycling and they all talk about climbs. Oh, there's a climb around the car. It's a brilliant climb. Oh, That's what yeah. they do. Cyclists, yeah. they talk about like saying they, but isn't that you? That's no. you. Well, I might be becoming one, okay. gradually. They all defended Lance Armstrong. I did, I yeah. did, and I feel a fool now. Yeah. But anyway, we were on this bike ride on I've the... I've defended uh, worse people. <laughs> <laughs> only yeah, this well, morning, yeah. only and this then, morning, then, but that's another story. And then come Cockroll. on, stop. Yeah, we can't talk about your off no. uh, <laughs> defences of media. No, figures. anyway. So we're on this bike ride, and... Porta Palenza, where we were, is like a mecca for cyclists. They love it there because it's hilly and all the bike shops are really good, blah, blah, blah. So yes. we're on, there's five of us all in Lycra in a line. Oh, and, lovely. Uh, and eventually a car goes past and a guy shouts some Spanish out, <laughs> which I think was mockery. I think it was like, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, yeah. you idiots on bikes, whatever. But I didn't understand it. A, because he was passing in a speeding vehicle and B, it was in Spanish. Mm. And mm. I thought... This is the best way to be heckled. A Spanish on heckle. Earth is in a foreign language. If only hecklers in comedy clubs. Yeah. I just, I don't feel, I don't feel zinged at all. I don't feel hurt. I don't feel wounded. I just feel <laughs> curious might, as to it what might he have been, um, It might have been a nice thing. There was something about his manner that made me think it wasn't. But you're right. He might have been going. Squeeze your toes, lads. Follow the bike in front and you'll do really well. That's how he might I cycle. Have follow the bear in Spanish. Maybe. He might have been saying. Uh, you're, you're a, there's a cog in that wheel as we are all cogs in God's wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Spanish branch. <laughs> uh, the Spanish improvisation, as they're called. Much nicer than the Inquisition. We've had some responses to the question, what have passers-by said to you? OK. Glenn Bateman. A homeless man once came up to me and a friend on the street and offered to kill someone for us for £30. <laughs> <laughs> £30. That's a bargain. I know. Yeah, and what happened next? Oh, well, Wouldn't you know. be thinking, oh, <laughs> is there anyone? <laughs> I mean, hold on, give me a minute. Or would you be thinking, what's the actual going rate? How much is this at the Well, that's, yeah, I have like, no idea it? what they charge. If there's any hitmen listing, I please don't text in. £8,000 8, to £10,000. OK. okay. Right. So well, if it was in that 35, case... you're not really saving that much by having a tramp do it, are you? 
Because like, he might make a mess of the job. Oh, it's good to hear the word tramp used casually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's allowed in this context, isn't it? I should think so. A I friend think... of mine, um, was, he, he was racing for a train oh, uh, yeah. in Birmingham, New Street Station, and there was a, a tramp, and he said, very stupidly, have you got the right time, mate? And the tramp said, no, I don't operate on a chronological system. <laughs> 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 I mean, that is marvellous. <laughs> Um, uh, that, what about that though? Thirty. I mean, I bet oh. he did, but I bet you know, I bet he was all talk. I mean, what if I just said? Tramp? What if I just said that? Okay, okay. Kim Jong Il. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't kill him. He's my future husband. No, well, he wouldn't Thomas... have killed him. Would he? Never got anywhere near him. No. Tramp suddenly arriving at the airport. <laughs> no money. No nothing. What thirty quid? Yeah, and is that including expenses? Because it's going to be well, pricey. No, but his expenses yeah. will be outrageous. He's probably going to make it all up on expenses, isn't he? That's how he's. That's how this business model works. anything for the soup. Yeah. Um, Thomas Parker, a stranger once said, ahoy to me, (laughs) and then walked off. Yeah, but was he on board (laughs) ship at the time? Was it a passing ship? Well, exactly. I kind of like that, ahoy. Is that what you say to a passing ship? You say ahoy? Yeah. It might have been sailors on shore leave, and I wish I'd have been there in that case. (laughs) Because they were up all night to get lucky, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, might (laughs) might have seen their hornpipe. (laughs) (laughs) Horn... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're dan- very good dancers, Silas. Oh, really? Uh, Paul Kuzik, I think it's... I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's... That's... Yeah, listen, tell me a big has, deal out of has it. texted <laughs> saying, my daughter Jessica, when she was about five years old, was holding Jessica? her mum's hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jessica? <laughs> that's Frank's... Um, oh, that's that, quite brilliant, isn't it? Is yeah. that Frank Spencer? Yeah. No, it's Frank Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> he had that the other day in the what's street. His, uh, what's his wife called, Paul Kuzik? Uh, Betty? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Ooh Betty. Like it's like Uthant. Remember Uthant? Come on, read the thing out. Yeah, My daughter Jessica, when she was about five years old, was holding <laughs> her mum's hand while waiting to cross at a pedestrian crossing. She turned to an old man who was standing on the other side, looked him up and down, and shouted at the top of her voice, "Wake up!" He jumped as he was startled. <laughs> Jessica then announced, "That's better." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the funny things they say. Children. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I like mine, where is my money? <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who used to shout out the window at homeless people, go to bed! That's good advice, Yeah, actually. it is, but, uh, yeah, but I, I felt that he didn't take in all the sort of social conditions. Mm. Not many people have had uh, passerby religious advice, have they? It's early days, yeah. yeah. True enough, true enough. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Okay, well, let's get to email corner. Email corner. <laughs> Keep music live. That's what I say. <laughs> I thought you just couldn't find the button for the. Yeah. Uh, Don't think for, for a second jingle. I couldn't find the button. I like the all the equipment's broken down vibe of that. It hasn't broken down. It's oh, just right. I can't. I'm I'm not as um, flexible. As you to Would he, you? He was good. Mm-hmm. Would I love stranger on the shore. <laughs> Would you like to hear from Stuart? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Is it with a UA or an EW? It's with a UA. Good. <laughs> Hi, Emily, Frank and Alan. Someone banging something. <laughs> what is it? It's be still my beating heart. Okay. <laughs> continue. I've just returned from a week in North Devon. A bit cockerel. Where mm. <laughs> I wonder what week that was for his older. <laughs> Actually, it's, uh, that's Cockerel Circa 2012. That was the year of the staycation. Got drenched. 
That was terrible. Yeah, I called awful. you once during that, and you're in such a bad mood. You said, I've got a child in one arm, and it's raining. I'll call you back. Pouring down, yeah. <laughs> it was what the Kings of Leon would call a super soaker <laughs> <laughs> that summer. Um, OK. Stuart has just returned from a week in North Devon, where after witnessing the Skinner effect on Saunton Beach, I oh. proudly explained the phenomenon to my daughter and proclaimed that it was known as the Skinner effect. Can I just stop you there for, for, new, for new readers? Please do. Is that, this is the thing. I stood on the beach um, down in uh, Cornwall, and when the sea is receding or coming towards you sometimes it feels like you're moving and the sea standing still it's a weird sort of very um discombobulating effect and i wondered if it had ever been named if it hadn't i'd like to claim it as the skinner effect mm. go on i'm hoping that she will in turn share this knowledge he's put that in quotes a little yeah. bit disparaging that and help get this phenomenon accepted you know, he's planting the seeds a skinner mm. effect Whilst writing this, I did Google Skinner Effect to see if there was a Wikipedia entry for it yet. Good luck with that. Hmm. The closest I found was the Skinner Box Effect, named after a B.F. Skinner, an American psychologist, yes. who rather bizarrely is also famed for inventing the pigeon-guided missile during World War II. Uh. Yes, it is what it sounds like. <laughs> These missiles were even tested successfully by the U.S. Navy, but never took off, as they thought people wouldn't take it seriously. Do you think that's a fun that doing at the end? Never took off. That's, oh. that's a good little joke. Also, there's only, there's only one way to get people to take a missile seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if it blows up, they'll start taking it seriously. Yeah. I don't care if it's on the back of a chaffinch. <laughs> B.F. Skinner, of course, is what my girlfriend calls me. Is that right? Oh. <laughs> B, uh, the the, the B.F. Skinner box I have uh, encountered before. Don't think for a second I've been sitting around Googling my own name. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> it's one of the, I bet you've seen them on uh, black and white films. It's when they have like a rat in a box and um, they have to do things to get food. Mm. Do you, have you seen that? They, they, they try and get them so they, they ring a oh, bell like to get food. And, yeah, right. they're experiments on animals, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and they also they have the electrified grid sometimes at the bottom of the thing, so if they get it wrong, they get a little electric. Mm -hmm. I feel they're little rat's feet to get an electric shot. The very cleverest rat can not only bring the food in, but barbecue it on the floor of the cage. Wow. But they're very, very unusual. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Emily Dean and the Cockerel. And uh, you can text us on 812.15, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us the old style. On Absolute Radio. Yeah. Website. <laughs> now. I'm back. Yes, the cockerel has returned. It's lovely. I, uh, like you've never been away. Well, I, I have been Actually, away. Actually, it is like you've been away. It's been, you've been away twice. <laughs> yeah. I've been away twice, but basically August, I was either on holiday or seeing an osteopath. That's how I remember this August. Really? I, uh, How often were you seeing this character? Well, I've seen him twice, but I, I feel like it's dominant. Oh, one for each holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, mm. I saw him in between the first and the second, and then I went away on the second, and I've, been, I've seen him again. Okay. But I, apparently, oh. I think, you know when David Beckham broke his metatarsal and then oh, it became... God. I'll yeah, never forget. Everyone knows metatarsals now. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to have the same dramatic impact on the awareness of the sacroiliac joint... Well, I'm familiar with this because it's in a Blondie song. Is it? Rapture. No. She uses that as a lyric. Does she? No. I know that because it's one of my karaoke's along with um, Cleaning Up My Closet and Gold Digger. 
Cleaning out uh, my closet, I could have yeah. played whilst uh, having my tidy up in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's in that. It's in that Blondie song. Well, okay. Sacroiliac yeah. joint is in. Yeah. Wow. Can, you quote, can you quote that bit? It says it's something about being like lying on lying down, basically. Um, it yeah. says it long. It just goes sacroiliac. <laughs> That's how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was one of those people that couldn't stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing quite a lot of lying down and pulling my knee up and across my body, so trying to get my right so knee to touch my left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've and, been in uh, you've been in sophisticates. It's, it's an old uh, <clears throat> it's an old uh, way of combating trap wind. <laughs> Taught that in the army. But yeah, I've basically got a, a, a <clears throat> sacroiliac joint. But I've, I've so I've, where, where is the sacroiliac? It's uh, it's, I think it's the bit that joins your hip to your pelvis kind of thing, but it's been manifesting itself oh. in some lower back pain, oh, and it's brought out in no. me Awful. a realisation. Do you know what? I'd never realised yeah. that when people talk about their back You realise what people that... mean by back-to-back holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, I never realised that when people moan about their backs that I internally hate them, because I, I, I say all the right things like, oh, yeah, bad backs are really bad, aren't they? Yeah. It's really debilitating, but... Now I realise that I shouldn't have been internally hating people with bad backs because it is. And anyway, anyway, it's associated with skiving. It's the that's the problem. I think maybe that's it? what it people is. People who yeah. wanted time off work and were perfectly well would claim well, that, that right? they Yeah, I'm not sure I can skive off a once a week radio show. I've done enough. Well, I don't know. You've done pretty well. <laughs> 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 but I've been given core exercises, which I quite like. You know, oh, core. Lovely. This is the big thing. They say core yeah. exercises. It's all about core. Well, you have to go on to uh, with three beautiful sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the cause! Oh, did you see the cogs turn? Yeah. Frank looked at me then as I was spelling that in my head. Yeah, I was willing you on. I was like a mother at a sports day, yeah. watching him get that race. He's still in the deck chair. I've been doing that, um, you know, the plank where you lie on the floor. Oh, I know the plank. Oh, I do plank every a, day. Well, it's a really good exercise yeah. for multitasking. What I like to do is put a paper back in front of me oh. and read a paragraph while I'm doing the plank. I do my makeup while I do it. One day I'd like to get to the core strength that I could do a whole chapter whilst <laughs> in What plank. worries me with the paper but often won't lie flat like that. Oh, no, and you'd be tripping that as part sweat. Of the exercise, yeah. No, that would, I'd find that annoying. And uh, I've also been doing the stretch, the sacroiliac one where I pull it across and I do that, I lie on the floor at a certain angle and watch the telly. What if happened to sort of that exhibition um, exercises that people, you know, people used to do, like, we used to do uh, chin-ups on bus stops, bus shelters. Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah, it was drunk. But you had to, <laughs> you'd see how the many you could, to do yeah, get, you, know, exercise, you know, you get the yeah. overhanging bit. On oh, it. yeah. Get, get, get hold of that. I did it once, I remember, lifted myself up and there was about three gallons of rainwater <laughs> completely <laughs> but yeah do chin ups on the oh um, Frank what about oh, when you sent good. off for that Charles Atlas but oh I know that was a bit so sad and I had uh, I, I, I knew a guy and he used to do this people used to, blokes used to have their sort of signature exercise that they'd do in pop <laughs> he used to do this thing he'd hold a brush down at sort of uh, so his arms were stretched down so the the the, bo- the brush should be about halfway down his thighs. Oh, 1940s exercise, <laughs> a brush. A broom, yeah. <laughs> and then, so he'd have that, like, resting on the front of his thighs. He's standing up, and then he'd jump, and he'd jump over. While oh. he was still holding it, he'd jump over the broom, so then it was behind his thighs. He was a hurdler. Yeah. Wow. And we all used to uh, have to try that, which is very, very dangerous. Mm. <laughs> but that's the great thing about alcohol. Well, <laughs> uh, you can get injured, and you know what? It's all right. Your 
You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Jane Appleton says, Hi Frank, several years ago 10cc had a song called Sacroiliac. I think it was probably a B-side. But back then I was buying vinyl singles. You still are. Yeah. See, I have started something though, haven't I? I've it's good that it was, like, it, was a, it was a B-side, which is like back, that means backside, because it was the back well, of, like the, backside, yeah. of the... Of the yeah. Oh, and the good news is we found out how much it costs to have someone murdered. <laughs> um, um, now, just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> is it all right to read this out, do you think? I think it is, because this man worked for the Met Police. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's doing it from that side. Yeah, okay, he's not from the, from the dark side. Not from the naughty side. It's not, it's not an advert, this, is it? No. <laughs> okay. Um, 929. I think it's best he remains a mystery. Frank, I used to help catch contract killers for the Met Police. Oh the going rate for a pro hit is between 25 to 100k. Your manager's just written that down. Yeah. <laughs> He's working out his commission. <laughs> do, they, do, do they have agents? <laughs> they do now. Yeah. Great. Last time I was on this show, uh, we were running a text in how much is a wall? <laughs> now it's moved on to. <laughs> How much is a contract killing? Um, yeah, it's, it's worrying where it might go next. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I saw this osteopath, and uh, and I need Can to I tell you... Can I say, for a start-off, mm-hmm. no disrespect to this particular individual, but I, yeah. if I have any sort of back, or I like to go to a physiotherapist. Right. I like to walk into a room and be greeted by the smell of embrocation. What is that? I don't know that word. You know, stuff that people rub on, that, that like deep heat and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Their proper physiotherapist seems that they're doing some proper... Yeah. Osteopath, there's, some, there's a bit of a hint of the um, hocus-pocus. No, bit... I think that's chiropractors. They're oh, chiropractor. Are they a bit homeopathic medicine? I think they're a bit... Take I'll this bay leaf with a bit of water. It makes a noise and, uh, and then take your check i think they're okay so osteopath what do they do i think they're the medical do they use feathers no <laughs> no he's, he's used feathers. massage does he chant he's, he's hang not, on he's he used chanted. massage what's he a rubbed, massage he rubbed it and he pulled my leg across <laughs> was this the one on the cycling tour with the leather chap no that was a different uh, yeah he rubbed it and he's cracked my back he he makes it crack which is nice but he, mm. he was he was visit the first time he did it he was visibly disappointed at how little the crack was he was like to be honest, I was hoping for more than that. <laughs> some kind of pervert. Last time I was there, I went with a list of do's and don'ts. I want a question, like I said... What, what from Gary Davis? <laughs> I said, I want to know what I'm allowed to do. What will, yeah. what, what will help and what will hinder. Yeah. And he uh, he set me various stretches, and one of them, I nearly laughed in his face. It sounds so easy. He said, oh, oh um, you could stand on one leg. He said, make sure you do it in in the doorway or in front of the wall so that mm. when you fall over um, he said stand on one leg with your eyes closed for like 15 seconds not easy well I genuinely thought it not would with be your ridiculously eyes closed. easy it's oh. easy with your eyes open with your eyes closed it all goes a bit weird I said to him I don't need to stand in a doorway for that that's ridiculous got home fell over yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it is it's a strange there's a thing about shouldn't have done um, it with an anvil behind me that was um, it, <laughs> if, if you've had a stroke they tell you um, afterwards when you're in recovery to try shutting your eyes in the shower right and if you feel alright and you feel stable you're probably well on the road to recovery oh. if you fall over I found it so easy sounding yeah that I, I nearly laughed in his face it's like this job 
<laughs> this job very similar to standing on one leg with you. I find that I, I think having a baby has helped because it's a perfect uh, gradation of an increase in weight. Oh, yeah. Picking him up over a period, a little bit heavier, but just a little bit, like every week he gains a little bit of weight. They're like weight, they're weights, aren't they? You know my theory, I, I've told you this before, that I, I started jumping from the bottom step on our stairs at home when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I figured if I did a, a step a day, mm-hmm. that I'd be able to jump from the top of the stairs after just three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you hit, you do hit that point where... It starts to really hurt, and you're picking up. You're picking up just you know casual injuries every time you hit oh, the floor. Yeah. But I do think it's possible if you do it gradually. And if the stairs I jumped were like you know half the size, I think I would have been jumping the flight of stairs in say six weeks. Mm-hmm. Really? I think it's possible to achieve. Yes, anything. Oh, my back's terrible. Do you know why that is? Because I've got the shape of a lion. I've got the narrow waist, you see. Ah, so I've got a falling thin waist. <laughs> yes. Appalling distribution is what I've got. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but I don't feel I'm at liberty to comment. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Crong? Um, is that the time? Uh, yeah, that sounds... I think it's a bit, you represent the British Isles. In, in the, yes. Uh, yeah, in that most of your riches have, are in the south, I the country. I think <laughs> Business is booming. <laughs> Absolute... Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've, uh, we've We're had a talking text about uh, the cockerel's bad back. I'm just starting to think, you have been on holiday, you haven't, you haven't been take hard carrying for a no. month, <laughs> trying to make a bit of extra money. <laughs> no, no, that would, uh, okay. I would have fessed up. We've had a text in from someone who I think may be a regular listener to the show from oh, the, yeah. the way they've ended the text. I agree with Frank about fish. When I was a kid, I could never understand why haddock was ten pence more expensive than cod. Yeah. And also, therefore, why anyone would choose haddock. I'm also pleased the conversation hasn't turned into a festival of fish puns. Yet. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. No, I think that's good. I, yeah. think, I'm, I, I sometimes tie with the idea of banning puns from this show altogether. Do you really? I Sometimes. think with fish puns, they're allowed. There's a time and a place. That's what I would say. Oh. He started it. He started it. I'm not, I'm not, com- I'm not coming back. He started Good boy, it. don't. Not having it. Don't do okay. it, Frank. He's skating on thin ice. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm still not doing it. <laughs> we need to talk about Michael Gove. <laughs> I know, oh, yes. again, it's not a traditional opener for a commercial radio breakfast station. <laughs> well, I think Michael Gove has transcended being the Minister You're... for Education and become a comic figure in his own right. OK, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. He did used to be in TV comedy. Did he? He did. He yeah. hosted a show did with he? David Baddiel, in fact. Shut up. And Tracy McLeod. <laughs> he did, Shut called up. Stab in the Dark. Extraordinary programme. A late-night late satirical comedy show with Michael Gove. Oh, I'll get your manager to get me copies of that. VHS, please. <laughs> um, he's been getting a right cob on. Yeah. Yeah, can we say that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's Mancunian. Did I tell you I was once on a train with Michael Gove? He's got a very... Were you? You get very a Very big bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my people. No, he's really got... Is yeah, he Kardashian? With, with you, though, it's, you know, it's, it's part of a, a, a greater design, you know, the slim waist and then oh. the surprise of the... Uh, <laughs> Expansive bottom. With him, it looked I like, like that review. It looked like he was sitting on a corduroy <laughs> exercise ball. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Maybe yeah, he's his core. Is he a lion? 
Well, I think... No, he's the opposite. A lion's oh, got very small, he's a hippo. tight bottoms, I find. He's a hippo. Yeah, what a strange safari that was. <laughs> it's like, uh, like the cockerel cycling trip. I mean, I paid the extra. I just thought we'd get a better seat in the thing. I didn't think we'd be getting that close. Anyway. Um, yes, uh, Michael Gove um, has been... Which This is what the Minister for Education says, yes. though. He says things like kids aren't bright enough anymore. He says it's all been dumbed down and it's way too easy now. Yes, and yes. he cites an example. A few. Yeah. Well, he cites a few. He says um, there was an English language exam where one of the questions was, Simon Cowell admits he's rude. Why is this? Hmm. So, Frank... Why does why, he admit why it, this? or why is he rude? Well, what reason does he give for this? I imagine that um, Simon Cowell says that what he's termed rudeness in a sort of sort of slightly stiff and formal society like ours yeah. is in fact honesty, mm. and that because he's a judge, he has a moral obligation to be honest, and the people step onto the show uh, set themselves up to hear the truth. Yeah. I imagine that's what he'd say. No. I've got a different theory. I've written on both sides of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's anyway. I'm just I gonna... think it's because he's the 80s and it was quite trendy to be rude in the 80s. Well, it's become, trendy. It's become very trendy to be rude now, yeah. isn't it? I mean, you know, the readers' comments. Being cruel and horrible has become very, very popular indeed. You once did say... Not since the 40s. <laughs> as being cruel and horrible been quite so popular. <laughs> Frank, you once said power always goes to the most negative person in the room. Yes. Kim Jong-il was in the room at the time, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But you, I think that's true. Yeah, but I, it, I, it's a, I think it's, it's quite a challenging question. You could, write a very, you could write a book on why Simon Cowell is rude and the whole change in what people want. People don't want to love celebrities. They want celebrities who upset people because it's more, you know, that's mm -hmm. Big Brother and all that. That sounds more like a media yes. exam rather than English language. I think it ought to be how is Simon Cowell rude and it should be stuff like, well, he interrupts, he doesn't say please and thank you. It should <laughs> yeah. be more linguistic-based. But it's what's Michael Gove angry exam. about? Is it, it should be a, a question about what I did on my holidays. No, I think he's angry about teaching having become... Uh, all about emboldening the children's knowledge that they have rather than imparting the knowledge that the teachers have. That's well, what he's angry it might, about. I've been around a long time. People are more yes. stupid than they used to be. <laughs> that's definitely true. Is that but true? I, I don't know if that's education. Or it's got kind of a bit Jenny Murray this morning. I like it. Up yeah. Because there was an English exam where... Uh, not an English exam, I think a child's lesson where they had to draw historical uh, literary figures on paper plates. Well, that's all right. Well, I think it would work with Benjamin Franklin because there's the corrugated bit on the edge of the plate that would make a perfect beard, wouldn't it? Yes. Mm. It would really lend itself well to well, that. Did Benjamin Franklin have one of them Amish well, beards? He had one of those, <laughs> I thought he had one of those corrugated beards, I didn't I think he? of him as a bald-headed man with small spectacles. Mm. I thought he had We're all beard. different. I might have got the wrong this guy. This going awkward. Awkward. We're in a comedy cul-de-sac <laughs> here from which I can see... My reverse isn't working. <laughs> One of the things he moaned about was people who um, made models of Hitler out of plasticine in a history lesson. Yeah, I'm not I sure think that's to be admired. History. It's I, a hard medium to render anything in. Yeah, well, I've been making plasticine models of Hitler for years, and I find it very <laughs> soothing. <laughs> so I think it's easy to condemn these things. I started off with the sort of formal brown dress uniform, the raised arm, you know, Route One. Mm -hmm. But now I often I love him uh, relaxing at the Vex Garden. <laughs> <laughs> you know the double-breasted jacket and the grey silver tight. That that yeah. 
So don't knock that, Michael Gove. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Hey, Bob? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. When I, I, this thing about people is more stupid than they used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. let, let me let me give you the other side of that coin. I yeah. was uh, I was in a a, a car um, car journey <clears throat> being driven, and uh, <clears throat> the driver was um, you know he, he was a bit polo shirt, a bit uh, smell of tobacco, and I thought, well, I'll talk I'll talk about driving and traffic. Mm-hmm. You know that that that'll be what he likes. Yeah. So I uh, it was it wasn't going that well. I'm mm. um, talking about driving and traffic, and I thought, "Is that all?" Into driving? No, I don't. Know, I hate driving. And uh, when I'm, you say, "What car have you got?" He's got a new car. He said, "A black one ex- or a yeah. silver one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I was struggling, and then I remembered a thing. I think it was Jasper Carrot told the story about um, car insurance excuses for car insurance. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I dug that deep. Yeah, and I said, uh, I said to this bloke, so there's that you know pe- thing that people put on their car insurance. You know, like that person said, I hit a tree coming in the opposite direction, and I thought you'll like that, you know, it's yeah. got car and insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, oh god, he said it's like that bit in Macbeth when the when the forest comes to the <laughs> castle. Oh, <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, and then we talked about Shakespeare for the rest of the thing. So oh, don't no, judge, judge you not. Do you want a book judge by its cover? Not. Don't judge a book by its rather soiled polo shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I say. That's <laughs> why we hide the cockerel. <laughs> hey, what about Nick Madden? Someone once pulled up to me in a car while I was eating a banana, wound the window down, and asked, "Is that nice?" in a very <laughs> camp voice. <laughs> yes. Well, that was a loaded question if ever I heard one. Uh, we've also had a text Skinner how can you say all fish taste the same don't agree it's like saying wine tastes the same that's, Alex B it's a very good example Alex of something else that tastes the same <laughs> wine as you know I hate wine yeah um, I like fish better than wine I know this is like an argument that might have happened at the last supper <laughs> <laughs> where the yeah. fish and wine I love, the... I love a biblical spat oh me too Thank we've had another text. Sprat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good. Lovely, Alan. Very, very good. 137. A man came up to my 20-year-old daughter in Oxford Street and said, you're the palest person I've ever seen <laughs> and my cousin's an albino. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. That's from Sharon. People are very forward. I know they? you wouldn't pronounce albino, Frank. No, I'd say albino, obviously, <laughs> but... Um, I mean, I hope I hope that the, the the daughter was uh, was a goth, you know, trying to look pale, and not someone who's oh. feeling a bit peaky. Yeah. yeah, that's the last thing you want is somebody pointing that out. True. Well, Pe- like you pointed out, Matt Goss was an alb- <laughs> albino. Yeah, but uh, you know, Matt Goss can take it. <laughs> he's uh, he's been around. Uh, we've also had an email. Um, I smiled when I heard Emily say that she dumped a boyfriend who sent her a text calling her his angle. Yeah. Uh, my friend's much older. Was that an autocorrect or just he didn't spell no, it? No, it was rank stupidity. Oh, okay. Uh, my friend's much older cousin was the leader. A cab of driver. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's much older cousin was the leader of the local Hell's Angels chapter. Oh, lovely! As a group of eight <laughs> and nine-year-olds. <laughs> I like it when people get off their backsides and do stuff at the weekends. <laughs> they were eight and nine-year-olds. 
We were very impressed by the whole concept of our friend's cousin leading his band of tough, uncompromising rebels who seemed to do as they pleased. Everyone was in awe of them until one it's a good day. Summary of the Hell's Angel. In it, everyone was in awe of them until one day I noticed one of the bikers with a black leather jacket bearing a slogan made of metal studs reading "Hell's Angles." I pointed out the error to everyone, and of course, much banter was enjoyed, except uh, by the angle concerned. Mm. That's from Roger Smith. Be a, gra- angle. be a great name for a very, very difficult geometry course. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Or um, or one of those school teachers' bands. You know, when like the maths teachers get together and go, "Oh yeah, we're going to do a rock yeah. band at the <laughs> PTA meeting," yeah. and they dance like they're kicking footballs. Hell's That's angles. That yeah. was one of the four or five books that we read at school. Hell's um, Angles was um, the sex and savagery of Hell's Angels. It was called. Everyone really? passed it round. Yeah. Oh, was... you read that. You read Swede Head as well, didn't you? Swede Head, Skinhead, Skinhead Escapes. <laughs> Um, Skinhead and then there was Fire from Heaven, which is about did, spontaneous human combustion. Where did Skinhead escape? I didn't realise he was ca- incarcerated. Yeah, there was a whole um, string of Skinheads, why he did, and, and oh, Boot really? Boy was like another one. John Updike's <laughs> rabbit novels, is it? Yeah, it, exactly. It was like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was an endless uh, source of um, violence <laughs> and entertainment. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Uh, We've had a text in, uh, could you play Heaven Must Be Missing an Angle by Tavares? Is it the Tavares? Tavares. Tavares. Oh, this is I like thought that was going to be a cartographer Descartes. wrote in and said, Devon must be missing an angle. <laughs> like just to play that. I saw somebody on a train the other day who had a, a, a tattoo peeping out of the bottom of his um, sleeve, and it was obviously a memorial tattoo sleeve. for somebody that had died, yes. yeah. And at the bottom oh, this, this it sounds said, like it's <laughs> going to be a good source for comedy. <laughs> it feels bad, this, but it said, always loved, never forgot. And I thought, oh, no. surely that should be forgotten. No, perhaps I mean, the person had got a really good memory. Could you tell them? <laughs> they were always loved and they never forgot. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. What could I, be I in, saw I someone on the train about. the other day and it was Madness's manager. <laughs> um, yeah. He can still afford to get trains. He was in first class. Blimey. He was arranging the guest list for a performance in Blackpool and he was saying, um, yeah, OK, OK, read the names out, yeah. Um... Okay, guess there's no backstage. <laughs> oh. Guess there's no backstage. And then he said a name of a celebrity. Do you think I should say it? No, I might get in trouble, Frank. Mm. I'll discuss uh, it with you during the break. Okay. Depends which celebrity it is, really. It was a member of the Eurythmics. And he said... Okay. <laughs> was it a male member or a female <laughs> member? He said of him. <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing a hat? He said, uh, guess there's no backstage. Oh, 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 I mean, oh, I mean, come on. He's earned his spurs, surely. <laughs> To go yeah. backstage. Have we got time for it's another? Too busy email? backstage. It's a madness. Uh, yes, yeah, madness. Back with her. Have we got time? It's absolute, <laughs> absolute madness. Of course, would be a fantastically awful stage. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I what think, do you think Day- Suggs Daisy's is? trying to find out what time it is. Suggs has got a big rider. Daisy's actually found the speaking clock. Did to find you? out what time it is. What's on Suggs rider, Frank? Sog's rider, oxygen. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sog's he's a bit of a party boy, isn't he? Sog? Well, I think he likes a Benson Hedges cigarette. I Does reckon. he really? Yeah, I reckon. In the gold packet. Yes. 
I'd okay. have him more, I think, nowadays as a Lambert and Bottle, wouldn't I? <laughs> Maybe even a Peter Stuyvesant. <laughs> what else? Um, OK, this is from Sasha. Not the well, DJ. she's filling us in I'm thinking on... thinking Estelle. Oh. No, she's filling us in on Bloody Mary. Do you remember we've talked a lot about Bloody Mary on this oh, show? And was it Queen Mary? It was on one of my holidays, probably. Was it yeah, a Queen Mary? I thought it was Queen Mary who came in and sort of uh, tried to get around back on the Protestants for all the killing they'd done by killing loads of Catholics. And I said it was some spooky Darren Brown, ghostly, sort of mythical figure. You anyway, did. Did, I Sasha presume says, from the fact you're reading this out that you were right. <laughs> you presume <laughs> correct, my friend. The story for Bloody Mary is that she was a woman called Mary Wentworth who was suspected of being a witch. She would tell the children in the village this as a way of staying young. Oh, I must try that. Mm. So the villagers decided to kill her. They burnt her house down, 30 quid they got, and from the flames they heard her shouting a curse that if anybody spoke her name she would come and kill them. The myth is that if you say Bloody Mary three times in a mirror she appears and kills the person. Okay. Seems to be a curse that's <laughs> relatively avoidable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Bloody Mary three times into a mirror. It's my advice. Oh, that room, I had a, a bit of a supernatural encounter. Did you? I'll save this, I'll save this for a bit. It's, uh, it's quite um, amazing. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We've uh, had some lovely texts. Mm. What's that noise? Sorry. That's just the um, roar of silence. Someone hoovering. <laughs> At 025 says, what would happen if you're in a bar with swanky mirrors behind the bar? Mm. This is a reference to Bloody Mary we were talking about. Okay. Oh, yeah. What would happen if you're in a bar with swanky mirrors behind the bar and you ask the bartender for a Bloody Mary? He doesn't hear you, so you ask again. Once uh, again, not quite hearing oh, no. what do you want. Coming. And for the third time, facing the mirror, you ask for a Bloody Mary. He's got a point. He has got he a has. point. And uh, I can see how that might happen. Just avoid cocktail bars. But anyway, I was in um, I was in an airport in yeah. uh, in Ireland, um, and uh, a bloke came up to me and said, "Can we will you have my uh, have your photo took with my my new wife?" Oh God! And I said, yeah, "Okay, where is she?" And he said, "Oh, she's the other side of the terminal." Yeah. So oh, so I had to walk. I walked a hundred and fifty <laughs> yards. I was just about to buy a bumper book of westerns in, in the... Aww. Yeah, I had it in my hand. <laughs> Nevertheless. Um, so we got there and I did the photo. And uh, he said we're off to uh, Inverness. Oh, did he? Well, I've been to Inverness. I spent uh, six weeks on Lentron Fruit Farm picking raspberries. And uh, I said, one thing I knew about the area, you know, it's always nice to throw in, if you know. And I said, well, watch out for the Loch Ness Monster. And he said... Ah, he oh. said. Well, you should uh, you should Google me if you're interested in the Loch Ness monster. And he gave me his name. Perhaps I shouldn't read it out on here. Yeah. Um. But and uh, so I thought he went away, and I thought, well, I, well, I will Google him then. On that. Did you? So he was from. He's from Frome. The guy. Oh. It's funny mm. to be from Frome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he. Uh, it said that him and his uh, girlfriend, I don't know if it was the same woman, was, a white, was, a, was at Loch Ness um, on a previous occasion, and they'd seen the monster not once, but twice. Wow. Unfortunately, and the camera wasn't uh, oh, no. on, oh, the way. on either occasion. If I'd seen it once, I think I'd... 
put that camera somewhere we can get. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't get it. And he'd, he'd said to me that he was a bit of a ghost whisperer. And um, oh, was he? And uh, I thought well, that's interesting. And he turned, I, so I carried on googling. And this is the joy of the internet, isn't it? And um, and it is for the older man. That's it now. <laughs> and uh, and it turned out, yeah, that he had he, he ran his own um, ghost hunting company. Can you really? believe that? Yeah. And it was all you know. He's all very very serious about it. He's very keen in the interview. Yeah. You know, not it's not a joke thing. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I love ghost hunting. And it's just, yeah, and he's, he's very, very um, mature about the whole thing. The company is called Casper UK. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. On this show, we're always uh, keeping our eyes peeled in the media for uh, the various, I'm going to say faddy diets hmm. yeah. that are uh, discussed. Uh, apparently, there's now the cheapest way to lose weight is um, oh, lovely! Is a breathing diet that takes just five minutes a day. I think you're then allowed to carry on breathing during the rest <laughs> of the day. I don't think it affects your it's intake. Not, it's not no. advisable, but if you must, if no, you only breathe for five minutes a day, you would lose a lot of weight. <laughs> you would, yeah. Um, <laughs> judging by Richard the Third, he was very slim when they when they got him up. Do you know he had a lovely figure? He, well, didn't he have a hunchback? Yeah, his narrow waist. Uh, you like that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a lovely figure if you love... Can I say, if anyone's listening with a hunchback, doesn't make, not make you a bad person, obviously. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I've We're just, just doing a radio show, yes, don't get the hump. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you not... <laughs> what? I'm worried now, we're going to have the... There'll be the National Hump Association. <laughs> anyway. That's the name of a club in Birmingham. This, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this... Uh, this Mickey <laughs> Ryusuku, Rus- Ryusuke. We get, we, get, we get the gist. He, he's <laughs> some, a, some surname. You just want the gist of him. Yeah, you don't need the Ryusuke, something yeah. like that. Former actor. It it's says. Ron Atkinson would say. <laughs> it says, it says in the Daily Mail, former actor. I don't remember him from anything. Um, a lot, a lot of actors are quite former. Are you yes. sure it's not Mickey Rourke and you just can't pronounce it? it? Might be Mickey Rourke. Uh, he claims that he um, he he was doing these breathing techniques when he had a bad back. Wow. Oh, like you. Uh, little it's, it's bad back day on Bad back day. Um, and uh, he was practising these breathing techniques and he noticed that he was losing weight. And all you have to yeah. do is um, you you spend two minutes a day concentrating on taking long breaths and then ex- exhaling aggressively. Well, there's, the, there's oh. some butter clench. I would just, I would just make sure position. that if you are going to spend two minutes exhaling aggressively that you haven't got your hands <laughs> free kit on and that you've dialed an incorrect number or but something. But what do they else. mean by aggressively? <laughs> I think that like that. <laughs> well, this is a diet. Oh, I'd have a go at it. This is a diet practiced in every kung fu film I've ever seen. <laughs> is that what <gasps> Bob's doing? That he keeps breathing. I can't bear it. <laughs> I can feel myself losing weight as I'm doing it. What you meant to do? <laughs> you sounded like Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're meant to. You assume the position. You see, the, he's the it. teacher, isn't he? Yeah. The one-eared rat. That's right, yeah. Frank, I used you have to be to... obsessed with the fact that he was he was the only one not Splinter. named not named after a famous painter and he got one ear. Yeah. <laughs> if ever there was an opportunity missed, <laughs> it was that. <laughs> okay. That's good. Clen- you meant to clench you your You could have said bless you. Clench yeah, your clench buttocks. your buttocks. Okay. I'm doing it now. I know. <gasps> I know. Where's the office chair gone? <laughs> I thought that was another Frank Spencer impression. I, I think I'm <laughs> doing it. Betty. Look. 
What worries me about the aggressive out-breath is, as yeah. I've pointed out many times, I'd say 70% of the people I meet in public life have got bad breath. Yes. Oh, yeah, you've said this before. I think it'd be like... They could use it for crowd control if those people start doing breathing out aggressively. Bad yeah. breath is so common. It's very... Uh, oh, oh, what, what was that? <laughs> what is that? Oh. Is that the drains? Also, Frank, I hate people that breathe loudly. Anyway. Oh, I hate people. No, I don't hate people. <laughs> oh, I just don't like loud breathers. And yeah. that gives men an excuse to huff and puff all over the place. Yeah. I don't like that. Don't give them a licence, these people. You're right. But I suppose you're supposed to do it in the privacy of your home, or maybe just the gymnasium. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> gymnasium. What about these breatharian people? Do you remember those? People that, that felt that you could live on... You didn't need food, you could oh, live yeah. on sunlight. Mm. I think they're all dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find they're my idols. A lot of them have died, but the people that do claim that they, that they can do that obviously lose quite a lot of weight um, yeah. in, mm. the, uh, in the winter. <laughs> yeah. And then no, but they, that's the, the, there is a long like. Oh, who's that? Do you know? Do you know um, I'm doing off. it fine. I know. Get off me. <laughs> you know that Buddha, Buddha boy they call him. That um, he's been meditating for about two years, and they say he never eats anything. He lives on. Is that right? Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. That's what he's claiming. Who's Buddha boy? You haven't heard of Buddha boy? Uh, David Williams. I don't know him. That's, that's Butterball. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Did you read about Alan Bacon this week? Who? He's, well, I'll tell you exactly who. He's become something of a story because he went for an interview at Curry's as a sales assistant. Oh, yes, I did read, did you read I, you, didn't, I didn't remember his name, funnily enough. Well, I'll never forget it. Okay. Um, he was forced to do a dance mm-hmm. as part of the interview process. Mm. He was taken into a room with eight other candidates and they were forced to dance to Daft Punk. Okay. Do you know Daft Punk? Yes. Do you know who they are? Oh, okay. I'm aware of that. Yeah, France. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you know why I think they wear those helmets? Because I think they're a bit old. You think? And it's not very good for their image. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. It's a bit of school run underneath those helmets. I think they're uh, they're courier riders. <laughs> <laughs> By day. Who got yeah. lucky. Yeah. Quite literally. Very good. But he says... Um, it's funny how couriers have got their own look, isn't it? Sort of yeah. tattoo. Oh, yeah. And a, and a bit, they're a bit white dread lucky. Mm-hmm. Carry on. They are a bit, aren't they? Yeah. Grobby. Sort the, of grobby they look. I'm calling them lost boys. Yes. That's what they look like. Yes. Um... So anyway, he said he was. His, his quote was, "I felt so embarrassed doing robotics in mm. my suit in front of strangers." Was that oh. was that um, compulsory? The robotics. I don't know. That's what they asked for. They said. How oh, did they? They asked for robotics. Did, did they? Did, did, did they ask for a robot dance or just normal dance? I think they just asked for a dance. Didn't oh, they? Did they? He's thrown in robotics and then he's felt bad about it. He right. thought, "Here's my ace in, ace in the hand." <laughs> right, and then they've gone. For Blow the other seven candidates out the way. He's done the silver face. The white gloves. Yeah. It hasn't paid off. But you're saying they've just asked for a dance. It's quite odd, isn't it, in in the course of a job interview? Yeah. Unless you are at Sophisticats, you don't expect to dance in a job interview. It's true, true but enough. he did say in that interview, he said, eventually, after we'd done all this, I finally got to talk about my hobby of taking photos of outer space. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can see why they were doing anything they could think of to put that off, that conversation. Just make them dance. Just, go, just keep them talking. Make them dance. We can't make them dance, Jeff. Make them dance. 
That's horrible, though. So stressful. He said he felt degraded, and I thought, imagine how low he'd have felt if he'd got the job working in curries. Like, that, oh. That's really... I also, I also thought, do you think they walked out thinking, oh, well, we did dance and that is embarrassing, but at least there's no chance that anyone's filmed it and it could go viral. Because <laughs> at Curry's, there's no one that knows how to do that. If it had been the Apple store, they'd probably go, yeah. this is already uh, online, isn't it? Yeah. But not at Curry's, I don't think. It's an odd request. A downer on curries, the cockerel. <laughs> I don't know why. I just That's thought. curries and curries with them. <laughs> and I don't like Indian food very much. Yeah. So let's make that the hat trick. Yeah, curries dance. I'm not a fan like of the presenter Mark Curry. Oh. <laughs> so that okay. makes the three. That gives us the three. Well, that's four, I think. I want some. Um, I think my worst interview, I had an interview with Esther Ranson. Uh, okay. Um, shortly after I'd been to see the Director General of the BBC after I graduated. <laughs> and <laughs> Esther Ranson said to me, it's not enough to... Wa- I, you know, you never forget. I never forget this. You mean, it's not enough to wander in here looking beautiful and well-connected, you know. I well. suppose you stopped listening after that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what she said after that? Because <laughs> you were thinking, I think you'll find it is. <laughs> oh, I, well, I haven't really had many. I, I, I suppose if I was interviewing... If, if I got eight people in a room they were desperate for a job, it would be tempted to make them dance, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. And now, can you um, punch each other in the face? That's how I got this, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you dance beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't expecting that contemporary interpretive thing. I thought you'd just do disco. I wasn't expecting but, that tenor. But you told, uh, <laughs> told a proper story in <laughs> dance. It was beautiful. Got a very expressive physique. It surprised me. I surprised that, yeah. <laughs> I've never even seen bikini tights before. <laughs> We've had a couple of texts in, mm. passers by. A man looking at a high wall asked me if it was Winchester Prison. <laughs> I replied that it was unlikely as he was in Salisbury. Mm. Are they not the same place? Apparently not. Okay, I didn't know that, but. Uh, Frank, once years ago in Glasgow... Do you think he was waiting for someone to jump (laughs) over the wall? He got the wrong prison. He was was the getaway man. He thought someone was being sprung. That's what the gangsters say, Frank. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, Frank, once years ago in Glasgow, I was parked on the high street outside a shop waiting for someone. I had the window open. I was doing what a lot of people do whilst in the car, picking my nose. Whilst mid-pick, a little old lady crossing the road casually shouted at me, meet you at the bridge. <laughs> all I could do was laugh my head off. You know, uh, the bridge, yeah, bridge you know. It's, it's a pun. She's I bet she well. said that all the time. That you think so, yeah. That was, so, a, that was a, a set old a lady stick. line. What about Tony from Lagos? Oh. Says, um, <laughs> bad breath is better than no breath at all. Mm. I'm not sure that's true, <laughs> <honey>. <laughs> I thought you might beg to differ. No, I'm, I'm my own case. I think I should sooner perish than have bad breath. On the subject of job interviews, I uh, I worked for a while for a, a landscape gardening company. Is this you talking a, now? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and there was you a. You think it was there. a text from Capability Brown? <laughs> oh, but it was still Tony from Lagos. <laughs> well, I'm not going to use his name just in case he's still working there. But uh, the rumour went round that he had got the job because they'd said to him in the interview, why do you want to work for Grace Landscapes? And he'd said, I like digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> that was his response, which is a perfect answer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In, in that, apparently, in, he used to moan if there wasn't enough digging on the job. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah, I like digging holes. He used to dig his garden up if there was no digging on the work. Really? Oh, yeah. listen to this. <laughs> Mick. 
Dear Frank and all, I'm glad you've mentioned the Charles Atlas book you ordered, as I've been waiting for this opportunity to get in touch. <laughs> OK. I had been with my wife, Alison, for 17 years before she mentioned in passing her uncle Brian used to be Mr Universe. Wow. She listens and writes into you regularly, so would be surprised if you read this out. <laughs> right. What's her, what's her name? Alison. Alison Universe. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that one of the Bexhill universes? Oh, brilliant. I bet she's got fabulous sort of black and white. It depends on how old the granddad is. Was it granddad or uncle? Um, it was her uncle. Uncle Brian. That's not very Mr Universe. Brian. It, Brian Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Brian Universe. <laughs> Ah, yeah, well, yeah, we sh- she, should, uh, she should email us a photo of Uncle Brian. Yeah. In all his glory, all oiled and posed and rippling. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had an email in from Tim Baxter. He says, we were talking about things passers-by had said. Mm. He said, a German teenager in Munich Station bellowed to me, Edwin, go get your telescope. <laughs> In a John Gilgood style. Oh, Edwin, <laughs> go get your... I'm hiding from Alan Bedell. <laughs> um, uh, that's, what do you that, make of that, Frank? It's a bit like... Um, what's that REM? What's the frequency... Kenneth. Kenneth, Kenneth is it? No, what's the frequency R. Keith? <laughs> <laughs> what's the frequency Kenneth is supposedly something... Someone they knew got attacked or something and they kept shouting, what's the freak? The person hitting them. Oh, really? Kept saying, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, I love oh, that really? story. Yeah, it's that. a beautiful story of yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> urban my, decay. Me and my brother were once nearly in a fight in Oxford and a bloke said, I'm warning you, I'm a three-star chef. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle it means of... that he'd bought three Kung Fu stars from that <laughs> bloke. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it's, maybe there's a famous astronomer called uh, Edwin. Yeah. It sounds like a sort of Dr Livingstone, I presume, type wasn't, famous wasn't, quote. I'm, I'm scratching into the very depths. Wasn't the man who invented the microscope oh, called was... Edwin Leder? Edwin Starr? No, it wasn't him. Oh, OK. Oh. Edwin Leder? Lederhosen? Not wasn't Leder. I don't know. The only inventor I know is Charles Babbage. OK. Sorry. Bell? No. That's one of those things. <laughs> That's one of those when people say stuff and you're supposed to ask, who's that? And you, you, I just don't. We we'll just okay. move on. Uh, 929 has texted, I didn't get a job because I laughed when the interviewer fell off her chair. See, I think that's a natural oh, instinct. Yeah. You can't rule somebody out. It's like as natural as breathing. It's better fell off the chair laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's all right. I gave someone a job, and I still know this man very well. He, I gave him a job. Is it David Baddiel? Uh, no. <laughs> he came in for a job interview, and I was listening to Captain Beefheart's um, Trout Mask Replica album. Yeah. And he came into the office, and he said, oh, Trout Mask Replica. And I, and I thought, well, that's good that he knew that, so I'll give him the mm-hmm. job. You know, it's all fairly random. Yeah. A friend of mine didn't give people... He'd take them out for lunch, and... Uh, if they had soup, he'd recommend the soup, I think, when they had the soup. If they put salt in before they tasted it, oh, yeah. he didn't give them the job. Was he a chef, right? though? It was a food preparation no, job. A... <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna, if only we could swear on this show, that would have been a great combat. <laughs> was he a chef? No, he was a... <laughs> but I, you can't. You just can't. <laughs> uh, and, uh, a friend of mine went for... Uh, 
I suppose not an interview, it's an audition at RADA. Oh, mm. lovely. And they said to him, uh, he, he's, he's standing on stage and there's like three people, you know, sitting in the, yeah. uh, three people in scarves. Oh. Mm. <laughs> sitting in the, uh, in, in the auditorium. And yeah. they say, right, there's a, there's a scrubbing brush there, seduce it. <sighs> and that was his challenge. Oh, wow. wasn't even a scrubbing brush there. It was it was Nigel Kennedy just coming up through the. <laughs> the Didn't trap someone door. say that on Celebrity Big Brother the other night? One one five. I went for an interview at Big W, the Woolly spin-off. I like spin-off. They tried <laughs> to get me to dance to Grease Lightning, as it was to be a regular in-store thing. No, I went for. Uh, I walked out as I hate Travolta. I like that. That was the only reason. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good reason. I went. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no Travolta. <laughs> I um, I I went to Disneyland and went for. I went for. A, I think I had a butterscotch milkshake. But when I was in there, suddenly um, White Lightning came on, and the whole staff did. Uh, Grease Lightning, not White Lightning. That's what the Tramps drink. I oh, know White, White Lightning. Sorry, is a Gene Vincent song covered by the Fall. If that had come on, I would have been indeed, indeed shocked. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I think we're going to uh, sashay back to email corner. That's it. Uh, sashay just down. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying it <laughs> every time there's any sort of... Uh... Hello all. My father takes salt with his tea. Not my father. He perished when I was young. Um, <laughs> my father takes salt with his tea. Well, that was a salt poisoning. <laughs> his family did not have a lot of money when he was growing up. So his mother would often give him black tea with milk and salt, telling him it was soup. <laughs> After trying Oh, this, God, that is... That reminds me of those old jokes. I wouldn't say yeah, it yeah. was poor, but it we is, thought... like Monty Python. We thought sketch. knives and forks were jewellery. <laughs> 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 After trying this, I quite enjoyed it, but still prefer my tea with neither additions. Viv. Hey, that sounds like a good diet. I might go on that. I wish we'd uh, done this earlier, because I would have... Uh, I would have tried that You'd on the show. Crack at it, would you? Yeah. Salt what is it then? Salt black tea? and tea as soup. So no milk, just black tea with. Uh, oh. Or is oh, the no. milk? Yeah, black tea with milk and salt. That's oh, the that's joke. Oh, that's disgusting. The, okay. My grandpa used to tell me a, a thing of your like, what? His, my grandpa, grand grandfather, grandpa, okay. grandpa, grandpa. My grandpa, oh, he used to tell me a, a, a thing <laughs> repeatedly about the recipe for pea and ham soup, and it was like. 50 litres of water, one pea, attach pea to string, dip it into the water if it's too attach strong. Attach pea to string, fellow. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That the ham? Yeah, if yeah. it was remove, remove, if it was too strong, No, the ham. The My family provided the ham. Well, um, we used to have, uh, certainly when the old man was out of work, we used to have ketchup sandwiches. Did, Did you? Yeah. You know what, they're fine. Yeah, they're quite nice, I think. I've, I, I prefer. I can't imagine he was out of work. I thought he was at the factory all the time. Yeah, but you know, he used to. Was he, he used, freelance? He used to have sort of very heavy weekends, and then oh, not, did he? And then disappear, and not make Mondays and Tuesdays, and then he oh. wouldn't go back. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in fact, you realise with the ketchup sandwich that the ketchup is the best bit of most sandwiches. Mm-hmm. If I was, say, if I was having a bacon sandwich with ketchup, yeah, and someone suggested a balloon debate. You know, in which you have to ditch something from your sandwich. Yeah. I'm afraid the bacon would have to go and I'd keep the ketchup. Seriously? Really? Yeah. Oh my to hell with the bacon. 
No. I only pick, generally, I only pick food. What I think is I think, well, I really fancy some piccalilli. What can I put under it? Mm. <laughs> you love that piccalilli. I do love piccalilli. What about uh, Fortnum and Mason's piccalilli? I'll mention it again. Yeah, <laughs> Last time you mentioned it, it sold out. <laughs> yeah. It did. <laughs> but if you're listening for Fortnum and Mason's, I can afford it, so don't bother sending me any. Yeah. Um... I don't want it. I don't want the free stuff. You don't want you know, I've worked days. hard. I'll pay my way. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Uh, when I see the stuff they get sent on the breakfast show here. Do they? Oh, God. Then they never buy anything ever again. They get things like beer. Mm. Anyway, I've got to go. I've got to go and choose my suits for Room 101. <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> and um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.